0: Hello my friends and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast a little late on this Monday, uh, the 16th of November. And um, amazingly, we are coming to the end of our ordinary time. Uh, I started this back in March and uh, we were just we were in Lent actually. and uh, and here we are through the large chunk of ordinary time. We celebrate the Feast of Christ the King this coming Sunday. And then after a week in ordinary time this week, a week in ordinary time next week, we will enter into Advent and uh, amazing, amazing how time goes by. Uh, But let's uh, dig into God's word together. We are in the 18th chapter of Luke uh, and uh, we're going to look at verses 35 to 43, a pretty famous story. So Luke 18, 35 to 43, let's break open God's word together a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. And hearing a crowd going by, he inquired what was happening. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. He shouted, Jesus, son of David, have pity on me. The people walking in front rebuked him, telling him to be silent but he kept calling out all the more, son of David, have pity on me. Then Jesus stopped and ordered that he be brought to him. And when he came near, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? He replied, Lord, please let me see. Jesus told him, have sight. Your faith has saved you. He immediately received his sight and followed him, giving glory to God. And when they saw this, all the people gave praise to God. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. You know, it is, um, it is fitting, I think, that Jesus was walking through Jericho As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting uh, beside the road begging. What do we know about Jericho? Well, Jericho was the entry point, if you recall way back in, in Hebrew history. It was where Joshua brought the people from the desert. After they had been wandering for 40 years in the desert, Jericho was the entry point of where they went into the promised land. And it was Jericho that was the stronghold that they had to encircle seven times, and it was Jericho where the walls came down. So that whole idea that it is that entry point into the promised land uh, that that is the setting for this story. because I think that really is real. that's that's what people uh, reading that would have would have thought and would have understood right away. So what is that entry point? Here is someone who realizes they, lack. They lack. And they are, are on the side, on the periphery, and they're calling out in their need. Uh, so here's somebody who was on the roadside begging, okay, we could just think, okay, it was a blind man. Of course, what else is he going to do? He's going to beg for, for his livelihood because he doesn't have any other option. But it's someone, brothers and sisters, who knew that he didn't have what was needed. And he had the wherewithal, the tenacity to call out to God in need. And even when he was rebuked, he just called out all the more. So I guess that would be my first thought for us to ponder today. And again, always know this. When I say for us to ponder, I mean me. <laughs> I mean, you may be like, joke. You know, but um, how how... How much do we know? Um, how much do do we realize? Are, are we on the periphery, or are we in the in the in the uh, middle? Are we on on the field of play? Um, and do we know what we lack? And do we have the tenacity to call out to our God in our need? Uh, and, and I mean, it's it's got a bit of a Zacchaeus to it, doesn't it? Zacchaeus was short and couldn't see through the crowd, so he ran up ahead and climbed a tree, a sycamore tree, so he could look down on Jesus and see and and in that same way, this person was not going to let the rebuke of other people stop him or keep him from Christ? Do we let the rebuke of other people, whatever Things they may say, whatever looks they may give us, whatever whispers they may say behind our back, do we do we keep that? Do we let that keep us from Christ, from calling out? Do we let things get in between us? This blind person didn't. And why? So that's point number one. The second point is this. When Jesus approaches him, or actually when he is brought before Jesus, um. He says, the simple line, which I think should be perhaps the line that we sit with, maybe the only line we need sit with, Jesus says, what do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? My friends, if our God approached you today and asked you that, what would your answer be? Because, brothers and sisters, that's the essence of prayer here. Jesus is is walking by. He is near. Do we have the tenacity to call out to him? And assuming he draws nearer, or assuming we draw near to him, remember, we're brought to him. What is it we would ask for? Because we only ask for those things which we realize we lack. That we know we are in need of. This person who is blind said, I want to see. I don't know if there's a better answer than that. Because remember, we're called to be awake. To be able to see the presence of our God right now, here. I want to see. But, uh... But in our answer, in our, in our most honest prayers, brothers and sisters, that is how we see ourselves and we see what it is we lack. Maybe it is the need for forgiveness because we know what we've thought or done or haven't done. Maybe it is um, a warm heart because we know ours has grown cold. Maybe it is our childhood faith recaptured. Maybe it is a, a, a heart willing to, to go out and meet people where they are and, and set aside our fears or our insecurities. What is it we lack? In our most honest prayer, if Jesus asks us, what do you want me to do for you? How do we answer Because it's okay at this point to be honest with God. Because He knows what we need. Isn't that what we pray all the time? Jesus knows what you need beforehand. Seek first the kingdom of God. What do we talk about in Matthew 6? We don't just need to inundate Him with words. He knows. He knows. But do we know? Do we know what we lack? And can we have the courage to put it in front of him today? It's the entryway to salvation, brothers and sisters. It's the the entry point to the promised land, is knowing that our God draws near and we need to take only the last few steps. What does that look like? What is it we lack? What do we need? That's the human condition, brothers and sisters. We all are in need of something. What do we lack? And we have the courage to put it in front of our God today. Let's pray. So we are, uh, oh gosh, I think we're on the Sorrowful Mysteries this week. I always don't think about it till I'm right here in front of y'all. Um, so let's pray. Let's bring our intentions again before our Blessed Mother and invite her to place them uh, in the foot of her Son. So let's begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen Oh, my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, have a wonderful Monday, at least what's left of it, and blessings to you, and uh, I look forward to us uh, exploring and opening God's Word again tomorrow. God's peace.